0: everybody and welcome back to the long lost heroes podcast i'm one of your co hosts frank marsilio and we're here to recap and react to the series finale of game of thrones titled the iron throne which aired sunday may 19th it's hard to believe it's over um but first i'd like to introduce my co-host aj how are you doing hey frank good to be back (laughs) it's good to have you back welcome back to the country (laughs) yes
1: uh chris and dan they did great uh Breaking down last week's episode, you were awesome as always. It was a really funny episode. Uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm glad to be back and uh, what uh, what an exciting time.
0: Yeah, it's, it's great to have you back. Yes. And we have another very special guest, Jenna Fershine. How are you doing tonight?
2: I'm great. I'm so excited to be here.
0: So you run uh, Growing in Jersey City, is that correct?
2: Correct.
0: So tell us a little bit about that and where people can find you.
2: Yeah, so Growing in Jersey City is a blog sharing the stories of the amazing people we call neighbors in Jersey City and the surrounding area. Um, It was started because of how active I was in the community, and I needed something to do because I had become unactive um, and kind of hibernated, Um, and so uh, it's a really cool place to go. We share articles on people, on businesses, and more recently, a lot more social activism stuff which is really cool to get even more involved in the community. So you can find us at www.growinginjerseycity.com. Um, and no, we, we, it's not a blog about ch- growing plants, even <laughs> though I do have many, many plants. Um, and I am buying a community uh, garden plot. Um, and you can find us on all social as Growing in Jersey City. Um, if you type it in, we'll show up. And if you find us on Twitter, which I don't really post, it's Grow Jersey City. Um, but yeah, Facebook, Instagram. Lots of stuff. Share lots of events there. Um, every social media place has its own um, has its own place to double use the word within the sphere. So, like on Facebook, I share up a lot of events. On Instagram, I share other people's photos and articles and stuff like that. So, everybody has their own spot.
0: That's awesome. When, yeah. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, yeah. We love to have new perspectives, different perspectives on uh, this pop culture phenomenon that is Game of Thrones, this yeah. show that we love. Um, so, you know, what has your experience with this season been so far? Like uh, basically every episode has been so divisive and everyone is, yeah. you know, back and forth on whether they love it or they hate it. How have you been feeling, you know, season, uh, episode one through five so far?
2: So, I'm pretty ambiguous with it. Um, I felt like season two, season two, episode two, was really not was like a, a non-episode. There was like too much talking, but not enough like depth in the in the talking. I don't feel like it helped move the the story anywhere. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, everybody loved the battle, but like for something that took fifty-four days to film. Was it really, like, was an hour and 30 minutes really substantial enough for it? Um, I did like how they did the different characters and followed different people, and Arya, you know, she's a fan favorite. Um, we just keep learning about her, and I I, I wish that they were making the... They're suppo- they were supposed to make a follow-up um, series about her, but they're not actually doing that, so... Um, but overall, I'm pretty I'm pretty even keel about it. Like people have such visceral reactions. Um, I don't really. Uh, but also, I skipped season seven. Um, I watched all the other seasons. I read all the books except for the Targaryen history. Um,
0: wow! So you skipped an entire season. Yeah. And like, you didn't go back to to rewatch. You just was it because of like everyone was talking bad about it or you just like didn't care or
2: no so I actually watched the last episode of season seven the night that the um that episode one showed so I would be caught up um but I have stopped watching shows that cause anxiety and if I watch them I will not watch them alone Mm -hmm. so like there's a lot of anxiety in the previous seasons of Game of Thrones it's like and thrilling and you don't know what's going to happen because the writers and the and the 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 creators literally like you never get the answer that you want as we have seen in this last season um and so i i took a break i did read all the synopses though of it so every time that i i read the recap, like the vulture does a really good recap of or of the of the episodes i did not read it this year though um but they did like a really good recap and every time that an episode would come out, I would just read the recap, and then I like would listen to what my coworkers would say. But I don't, I didn't um, participate as ferociously last season as I had in the past. And I'm a, I'm a, like a diehard book lover. Um, I can't wait to see what the last two books happen because there's so many other characters that are in the books that we don't see in the TV show that add more depth and flavor to the whole story and make it an even more complex plotline, um, storyline. So yeah I, I
0: totally agree I, I'm, I'm a book reader too and I finally got my wife to start she's uh reading the first one right now and mm-hmm. she's getting hooked in on it too so it's gonna be interesting to see how he tackles it in a different way and you know whatever outline he gave the the Game of Thrones showrunners years ago like how how closely he sticks to that because I think there's going to be a lot of differences um but yeah I mean I, I think you're right that uh Game of Thrones is one of those shows that in peak TV uh we have uh, the the water culture the water cooler culture kind of thing and you know they have these cliffhangers for the sake of cliffhangers and, and it is very anxiety inducing and um it, it goes back and forth. So mm-hmm. I, I can understand, uh, you know, taking a break and you know, obviously we all are, it, it's over. So <laughs> <laughs> we're all getting a break now. Um, so quickly shifting back over to AJ, um, since we didn't have you on last week, you finally watched episode five. What did oh, you yes. think?
1: Oh man. So yeah, I was in Germany, uh, for work, uh, traveling and such. Uh, but it was, uh, What a fan, I loved it. I really did. I really enjoyed the episode. And I know that's controversial, but ultimately I think it gives us the closest we were going to get to the uh, Anakin Skywalker attack of the clones episode two moment where he goes into the sand people, like knowing he's going to kill them. And then he comes back knowing what he did was wrong and that that was kind of embracing the dark side and like we don't really necessarily get a scene in this season of uh, of thrones where she really knowingly goes in there in in a very similar way to Anakin but the closest you can get is when she torches king's landing mm-hmm. and that moment where she's like she's hearing the bells and she sees what's going on and she goes in there and torches pretty much everybody and you're not really pulling back on her. You're not seeing the dragons with the really soaring music as we've seen in the past. You're seeing this epic, epic destruction, and that you know brings up all the talk that you know has surrounded uh, you know the dragons, how they kind of represent nuclear weapons, and that you know when you had the the dragons, they kind of represented the three of them representing the triad, and that the last one after all of them had failed was you know just firebombing. And you know, the epic destruction that that causes, the kind of cataclysm we've never really seen on Game of Thrones. And for a while, I was kind of digging it because I like uh Revenge of the Sith, I like when I like a character who can go to the dark side. And we've kind of watched Danny go here for some time. Um, if you were if you see through the different um perspectives of how she was kind of moving and acting, uh, but now. Uh, at the at the end of it all, you know, getting to watch that, you know, watching that episode, it really does play out epically, and and it was amazing. I loved the culmination of Jamie and and Cersei. Uh, I know that people are upset that they, you know, didn't figure out a way out, or that they, you know, didn't have any more epic words together. But I think that the truth is, is that you know, and I said I I predicted this that they just love each other and they. You know, they died together under, you know, the Red Keep in the, you know, with the dragon skulls. In you the know, womb. In the womb,
0: man. In the, the womb to tomb. Yep. <sighs> AJ, how did you not get spoiled on anything? Like,
1: well, like, you, I knew, I kind of knew that, like, you know, a couple, like, I'd seen a couple memes, but I really didn't watch anything. And uh, it's kind of an odd combination of one, you're in Germany, so, like, I didn't have a ton of data. To be <laughs> using at my dispensal and at disposal. And then also, I was ahead of you guys. And also, the Germans aren't like posting like us. So it was just like, I kind of got lucky and like I was in like a time bubble. And I also wasn't on very much. I was actually like just like working. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. So, so like ultimately, uh, I was able to miss most of the spoilers on what happened. And I just felt like, you know, when I saw it, I was, you know, I was in shock, but I, I may not have been as in shock as people who, uh, you know, were watching it live with everybody at the same time. Jenna, what did you think about it? As
2: episode someone four. who has
1: anxi- as someone who has a lot of anxiety, how did how did um, you deal with this episode?
2: So I the first four episodes I actually watched with friends, so it helped. Sure. Um, and then the past two I didn't, and I was just like, I'm in it. Um, we like we, you saw it happening. Um. I felt like because this season was just had like a slower feel to it than the past seasons that like the anxiety didn't really creep that much. Um, But like when she started blasting shit, um, I, you knew she was done. Like you knew this was the breaking point that she was, this was it. She, she didn't break the cycle. She didn't break the circle. She had become her father. Um, And I think that was indicative when the, um, what are the green bombs called
0: the wildfire
2: The wildfire when the wildfire was blowing up all over the city where her father had planted it. So it, it, that was like an ode to her father that she didn't know, obviously, but that the writers put in there. And I think it was genius.
0: Yeah. I mean the imagery of, of one seeing the dragon shadow flying over, over King's landing and then uh, the, the, wildfire exploding i mean every time they use wildfire on the show it's it's such a spectacle to see but just the the combination of her dragon flame and the wildfire was really amazing and cinematic um but you're right i mean i think the the season because they've really streamlined it um in, in and they have a lot of less characters to focus on and mm. um, they're not jumping back and forth between a lot of locations like maybe some characters like you'll they'll show Danny and then they'll jump down to Arya like you're right it's there's not a lot of like okay and what's going to happen next who's what's going to happen with this crazy moment over there it it is
2: um it was very clear
0: yeah it's clear the the direction they were going Right. okay so so let's get into this episode the iron throne um it's interesting that they they kept the titles away from us um week to week and then reveal it after but Uh, so obviously everything has been leading to this. The iron throne has been something people have been fighting for on, on the show since, I mean, I guess not since episode one, because it was before the show started. And then after the death of King Robert, but it has been the center of this show. Um, and so, uh, we pick up in this aftermath of the, the destruction from Daenerys and Drogon, um, we pick up with with Jon Snow and and Tyrion and Arya Davos they're just in shock as to everything she did going through
1: the wreckage
0: going through this wreckage and um you know we have Tyrion go down like you, you were saying AJ down to to find his his siblings and it's like it's heart-wrenching to to see him like I'm, I'm like I see it, it's like oh man he's gonna find Jamie's golden hand and I don't know that that really that was really where it started for me where it like started to get me in the feels like last yeah. week it was sad but this is like you know now we have a character really coming to terms with with these deaths um uh Jenna were you uh a big fan of of Cersei or Jamie or their storyline like how, how did this impact you
2: no um I love Tyrion um and there was a meme that showed that the best um the best relationship in the entire series was Tyrion and Jamie that they were like the unrequited love cuz yeah. they did truly love each other and yeah. and Jamie did stand up for Tyrion his entire life and Tyrion tried to do everything he could to protect Jamie when he, he had the power um I I personally was upset with the um Brienne and Jamie story I think everybody was a little disappointed that they they wanted Jamie to be this great guy and then we all, you know, we thought he was going to King's Landing to kill Cersei, but truthfully, he was just going to be with her. Um, I don't know if you guys saw, but in one of the in one of the scenes, he actually didn't have the golden hand on. Did you see that? No. When they're when they were no. hugging each other, there's a picture that somebody has a still, and his right hand is the golden hand, and there's a regular picture. There's a regular hand in the scene. So, whoever so was in charge of props this year, really.
0: P- props or just editing or what? I mean, there. This episode Pop, also they also had a, a water bottle. Two. Is...
2: They had two. Ugh. One just... by Sam Charlie and one by um, Davos's leg, which I didn't know about until this morning. So. Oh my god. Yeah, I just you know. It's something... I mean,
1: can't we get these guys like an elegant like hidden camelback that's like under all their garb? Just or or give a, them a goblet. Like a, just like make goblet. it look. Like...
2: Yeah. yeah. Or like a um, what are those called? like a. Like a sheepskin one thingy. They they use that
0: as a prop on the show all the time. Why do they have to have a water bottle? It's so stupid. (laughs) Oh, that's a shame. I did, I did not catch that, but
2: you know, yeah. But I, getting back to your question, I I felt like we, I felt like seriously lost a part of herself towards the end. Um, But homegirl made a lot of money doing absolutely nothing. Um, (laughs) And, I think we wanted so much more out of Jamie because he was such—he is such a good guy, but he just like loved his sister so much that like that was it. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, and I mean, I, I think for for better or for worse, like the 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 path that they took Jamie's story and Cersei's story because even Cersei, her character was underutilized this season. Um, we, I mean, it really is Tyrion's like last fatal mistake of, oh, I'm going to, you know, free my brother so he can get off mm-hmm. uh, and get out of King's Landing and, and save Cersei. And he, and he finds them. And, and, and like, he really did love them. And, and as twisted as Cersei was, and as complicated their relationship was, I think it it really did impact him. Um, AJ, did you uh, have any thoughts on this scene?
1: Yeah, I, uh I, <laughs> I don't know. I think that this show doesn't do like sentimental stuff for like sentimental sake. Like I like the subtle things like that this show used to kind of do, you know, like uh, I really like the, like contrasting to this. I like the Varys scene with Tyrion a little bit better Mm -hmm. right before he goes out. I think that that was a really, and they talked about this on last week's episode too. Like the cinematography was super cool. How the dragon like emerges and, how they're saying goodbye, and they've been they've known each other for a really long time, and have kind of been battling together. Like when he uncovered them in the rocks, because he had like snuck in there to go and find them. Uh, you know, I I I agree that it's sad, but I it wasn't. You know, I had gone through their death already in the last episode, so like him taking it in, it didn't really. I don't know. I'm like cynical now. I'm an asshole. Uh, yeah, but, I, mean, yeah.
0: I, I hear you. I think maybe they wanted to have. Somebody to to get the confirmation of their death, you know,
1: like sure, sure, like, and he's the only person who can really do that. So or that's, care, yeah, or care, <laughs> yeah. sure, fine, um, yeah. I I love the apocalyptic landscape that they create out of King's Landing. I thought it was kind of cool how you see that shot with uh, Davos and Jon Snow and you know what some random North guy. Uh, walking through King's Landing, and you could obviously remember what King's Landing used to look like, and now it's just this total shell of a city, and there's there's nobody there. There it's totally you know been ransacked and pillaged and and burnt down to the ground. Um, I appreciated that their path, you know, it, they they went kind of the long road, and you kind of see, you know, really the full aftermath of uh, Danny's destruction um i would have liked to have seen maybe a little bit more danny in this episode uh i think that maybe it would have been okay to her lo- a little lo- later well no <laughs> but like yeah but also give her more time to be you know in this space i think they nailed the best shot of the whole series with her opening in this, you know, Im- you nailed it last week with that meme last week, Frank. The imperial march, you know, where all the Dothraki and Unsullied are standing before her, with the big Targaryen flag. I mean, it's a fucking awesome visual spectacle, but also a little crazy.
0: <laughs> yeah, and then she she flies in, and it, you know, uh, she's walking forward, and they they have that shot of Drogon. Uh, flapping his wings behind her or she looks like she's like part of the dragon. It, it's like, it's really, really cool. And
2: they said her hair was in the, um, was tied in knots to look like a dragon.
0: Ooh, who is yeah. even doing her hair now? Come on.
2: Well, I mean, <laughs> it's a wig master. I don't know. Um, but there, they, somebody drew it and it literally looks like the dra- looks like a dragon.
0: That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, she has this, this crazy speech of, and you know, She's the hero of her own story, right? And all these times, and you know, Tyrion gets to it a little bit later, talking about every time we cheered her on because she was killing all these evil people. Um, and at this point, she's you know ready to move on to conquer these other uh, lands that we care about, like uh, Winterfell and Dorne and L- Lannisport and Car- like it's it just it it just doesn't seem like the destruction is going to end. Um, And that she's kind of lost sight of what is good, Um, and so.
2: But she never really had, because in Marine she killed the bad, the bad slavers, right? And then mm -hmm. she killed the good slavers later because they did something against her. So to her, like good and bad, it wasn't even gray. It was it was skewed.
0: That's fair. Yeah, I I think that's. um, It's hard to say because. She used to care for the slaves and and the the small folk and and now she's just killing children. You know, like some of those things I don't think she would have done before. But getting to King's Landing, she saw them all as um, you know, evil, evil, and uh, because uh, Cersei put them in her path. Like, yeah,
1: I don't disagree with what she said fundamentally, though. That like those people were totally a pawn used by Cersei to stop her from coming in there. So, like, I don't necessarily disagree. Like, that's, I think, where, like, I I am, like, a little bad. Like, I don't necessarily disagree with, like, the extreme tactics of, like, going in there and being like, well, fuck these people. Like, if you're going to put them in front of me, like, they're just going to have to pay because they're they're not leaving and they're standing there between me and you. Uh, I just think that maybe uh, you have to give more... I I do, I, I'm going to come back, keep coming back to this. I think you need a Sand People moment. You need a moment where she, and maybe it's not even the moment where she's in it and you see her do it, but a moment where she talks about it later, where she's like, I knew what I had to do. Like, this is just what it was. And like, and I don't know if they nailed it in, in her final scene. You know, I, I I really loved that shot when they come into the Iron Throne. I thought it looked good. It was, it was, I was homesick to be back in that room.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And and to, to have that, Prophecy based, or that vision that she has all those seasons ago, come true to see, you know, the destroyed uh, throne room and the snow and everything, and and here she is, and she touches the throne, but she never actually sits on the throne, and it's it's really interesting. Um, You've got you've got Drogon flying around nearby. Um, Yeah, it's like yeah, she really she feels like she's there, and this is this is her crowning achievement, but. I don't know. It it is sad. It it is sad to see her downfall. Um, but you know, can we just I,
2: can we go, go back to AJ? To but so what Tyrion's point to John was was you, would you have done it? And I think that and this is fast forwarding. But like the reason John would make a good king, or the reason Bran would make a good king, is because they don't want it. To them, it's not about power. It's about peace and bringing people together. And for Danny, it was purely power. It was getting back her birthright. And truthfully, John had a bigger birth had the, had the closer birthright than she did. Yeah. And even when he knew that, he didn't want it. And so I, I think just in, in, if we're going to relate this to, to real life with that, any person in power, their job is, is to not destroy because they, are, because they have the power. Their job is to hold that power in sanctity and use it to help the people.
1: I, I agree with you, and, and I, I – I totally, 100%. Yes, I I, ju- I just <laughs> think that with Jon Snow, and we were talking about this earlier I – know, I know I'm referencing other people, but we were talking about this earlier with Brienne. We're like, do you think – like, I kind of posited – that we kind of posited this theory where maybe Jon Snow isn't Jon Snow since he's been coming back. Does he maybe kind of quietly want the throne? And, like, I think with his actions here that, like, kind of confirms, like – Again, like the theory that maybe he just wants to help the greater good, and like maybe that's kind of yeah. the same thing for Jon Snow—is that he knows what he has to do is right, and he has to do the ultimate right thing. But I don't know if this was the ultimate right thing. Um, I w- I was thinking maybe it would have been cool to see them, like, and I know that this is so Star Wars and so not needed, but like I think maybe a little bit of a duel or like a little bit of a fight, like precluding the end. <laughs>
2: though. We saw that in the battle. She she literally looked like an idiot on the battlefield.
1: Sure, but I think it would be cool to see like, I don't know, like them surrounded in a ring of fire and like they're out, you know, I don't know. I just think they could have played they could have played more and gone more fantastical in like the great fight for the Game of Thrones. At the end of the day, you know, it's uh, it became very much, you know, Lord of the Rings. You know, like, yeah,
0: because it wasn't about that. It was it was like John killing his queen the one that he loved and believed in and realized that she took it too far um, basically that's the way that they broke the wheel taking her out and knowing that he wasn't going to get it because he was going to be captured and then Drogon destroying the throne itself like th- that is like really taking the entire game out and throwing it out the window so like it is not about who's going to get the throne because that's that's not the the
2: end game that they were playing and the Game of Thrones was never about really the, the true killing. It was what was done in secrecy. It was always yeah. what was done behind closed doors, or what happened, or it, like, it, and it was never about the townspeople because it was about the main characters, which all happened to be, you know, royalty, I, lords and ladies. But it was, it was, it was always, it was, it was never the big bat. It was always the little. I felt like it was the little things and the big battles just happened to like fall into place.
1: No, I agree with you, and I think that something that maybe this scene and, and maybe. You know, in the missed opportunities deck that is this scene, like there's a, there's, you know, there's <laughs> oh, there's so many different ways you can reimagine the way that this scene plays out. I think that they, yeah. there's infinite universes where ev- everything happens differently. You know, uh, one of them that, you know, we could easily see is that, you know, maybe like, you know, cut two, they've been doing this for a while and then they, you know, go out and play it a different way. Another version is their, uh, you know, you know, she kills Jon Snow, like maybe, you know, and she takes over and then she's the tyrant and rules again. Mm-hmm. You know, I I don't know if history will be kind to this scene um, in terms of in terms of what it lays out for the the, the history of how Game of Thrones is look look back upon. Uh, but it, it does serve, you know, the Mount Doom of it all, which is what Jenna was saying, which is that the real hero of uh, Game of Thrones may be representative democracy, you know, that ultimately, you know, these houses are going to, you know, get together and and try something new that is is different. I don't know if it's very different, but fuck it anyway. <laughs> you know. Uh, and I,
2: I almost thought people were going to vote when Sam said, let the people vote. I was like, yes. And then they're like, nope. Electoral college. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah yeah I, I think again this show uh, and the showrunners have taken so many things from the fans that oh they've theory theorized or uh mm-hmm. hoped for and so i think that was maybe a nod to that uh because like oh who throw the iron throne out the window and make it a democracy that was one of those things that was out there so um i'm, I'm glad that they put a nod to it but yeah i mean i didn't I think it was fitting that the Lords were like scoffed at and we're like, mm-hmm. come on, that's, that's not, that's not how this works. Like, first of all, like who's even alive in this city or <laughs> this like country anymore. So like, let, let them decide who's going to rule. Um, so before we get a little too, uh, too far, I want to back up to actually one of my favorite scenes of this, uh, season. Um, and, and this episode is just the, uh, so obviously we have Tyrion. He, uh, throws away his hand of the king pin mm. and um, ca- uh, is captured by Daenerys. And we have this amazing exchange between Jon Snow and Tyrion. Like, and they have this long conversation that uh, goes back and forth for so long. Um, it was a
2: little long. It was a little too long.
0: Yeah. Um, but it, it, it like there's some things that Tyrion says that echo what uh, he had uh, a conversation with Arya before mm-hmm. um, about, uh, you know, what is right and what is good. And um, even Daenerys said something to Jon a little bit later about uh, uh, what is, what is good. And, you know, basically that she's lost sight of that. And um, it's something that Jon has always been, been doing uh, when, whether he was a man of the night's watch or when, you know, he was raised by Ned Stark, um, their, their honor and everything. Um, I, I just thought it was a, a, a good exchange um, for these two characters that, you know, start back in, in season one at the wall and are, are subjected and off to the side from the rest of the, the Lords and ladies. And they're the ones that make this ultimate decision of overthrowing Daenerys. Um, I, I liked it a lot. Maybe it went on too long, but I, it was, to me, it was like kind of juicy and, uh, just, I, you know, in anticipation of what happened next, obviously we know, we just talked about it. So, um,
1: well, no, it was a great, uh, it was a cool scene. It does harken back to, you know, like season one where, you know, different people are in trouble and and imprisoned or when Tyrion is imprisoned right before uh, the mountain is going to fight uh, the Viper, you know, there's, there's all these different things where people are in jail and like how many times is Tyrion in jail again? You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I, I can appreciate this scene because it's Jon Snow, you know, taking some ownership and, you know, kind of uh, responsibility with what he can do with himself. Like, this is one of the first times we see Jon Snow kind of make a choice about what he's going to do for the grand scheme of things, not just the easy thing or, like, the natural thing for his character, like where go home and defend Winterfell, protect the Starks, you know, defend humanity from, you know, oblivion, yada, yada, yada. Like, this one, he's like, well, (laughs) there's a lot of ways this this one could play out. And one of the things you know I was alluding to with these alternate universes was, do you think there's maybe a, a different universe where we don't know what happened? Like where Jon, where you know Jon Snow kills Danny, Drogon eats Jon Snow, there's no fucking trace of him, <laughs> and then Drogon flies away, no idea what happened. I, I think I think that maybe that was be similar to how Jon Aaron, like the whole mystery, who the fuck killed Jon Aaron? doesn't fucking matter at this point. But ultimately, yeah. like maybe that is the kind of mystery that, you know, drives people insane and says, well, Where did they go? Where what happened? You know, that would reinstill the belief in magic in the world that maybe these things are still out there and we can kind of change and move along with them. Uh, Jenna, like, does like the, the did the magical element of Game of Thrones like ever cross over for you? We know that like the the backroom dealings are are always front and center, but like does the does the fantastical element like ever like was there ever thing that made you like excited about this because we you kind of get all your fantastic animals in this one this
2: episode or you mean this season
1: the, this season but also this episode
2: I was pretty even keel with this episode um I did get when Tyrion announced I I keep on jumping ahead to the scene but when Tyrion announced that Bran was gonna that he that Bran should be the king I did get chills I actually got chills um and I did get I got a little teary-eyed when they um and when Sansa was back at Winterfell and, and they were saying Queen of the North because she grew up she glowed up um and she she got what she wanted but in a different way and she started as she started the season as a as a person who just wanted to get married to a king or or noble or whatever, and she ended the season wanting to be that leader, and she yeah. has become that leader. Um, I love fantasy. I've been I, that's like where I where I go. I feel like a lot of times this just feels so real. I think because they pull us in so well. Very differently, like from like a Harry Harry Potter movie where it, it almost feels like oh if we could only do that. In these sometimes it feels like we're kind of there. Like it doesn't feel as fantastical to me, probably because it's very much in line with like the whole fantasy of like everybody being like where most fantasy novels are written that it's based on England and, and Europe is the extension. Um, obviously I've done a lot of extensive extensive <laughs> research. Um, so I think when I read the books, it's more fantastical to me. I, sure. it, it just feels so real when we watch it, um, and these dragons to me, there was something about them that I didn't, I, I didn't like, I didn't like them. I didn't like the way they were made. So
1: is it because they're the same exact design and the, the digital mapping as the dragons from Harry Potter?
2: <laughs> they're dra- dragons in Harry Potter.
1: There's a yeah, there's yeah. A, a big dragon oh, at the in yes. Yes. and there, it's the exact same, it's the exact same uh, design, just uh, edited a little bit differently.
2: I don't um, like dragons with long necks. I think it's weird. Oh
1: yeah. They what do you like mean snakes. by
0: what do you mean it's dragons with neck. long necks?
2: This dragon just had a very like snaky right, Frank? like super snaky mobile neck. Yeah, I
0: could, yeah, I could see that.
2: And like I just, I've read like uh, one of my favorite series is Dragon Riders of Pern, and those dragons don't have such a big neck um, in the in the in the artistry that they make and. The only thing you get is the, what they look like on the cover, um, so I, I love dragons. So
0: yeah, I mean, I think even like looking at the books, I, I have it on my shelf, uh, "Dance of Dragons" over there. Um, the, the design from from the books is a little bit different, and like even think back to season one, like the baby dragons, or season two, I guess. Like they don't they don't have long necks. They they really changed a lot. Like
1: okay, so these are more like pterodactyls.
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But yeah. also okay. think about that animals change. Like a puppy doesn't look like a puppy when it's grown up. Sure, no, I feel you.
0: Sure, but like yeah. it, it, it just seems like it didn't grow proportionally <laughs> yeah. to, to maybe the way it, it was. Um, I think, and the other thing about the show um, is that it, it starts out pretty much without magic. And so I think that's how they bring us in. And because they, they made this uh, appeal to such a mass market, they want to make sure, like, oh, it's a show that's fantasy but fantasy light and then they kind of like start to sprinkle things in here and there and I, yeah I, but like ultimately it, there's there's barely really any magic left and um even even in this episode by the end especially but um yeah it, it's 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 definitely fantasy light in my mind like it, it is definitely more about the especially the way that they dispatched the the white walkers um which, yeah but <laughs> yep
2: i think brands like Brand's storyline in the books was so fantastical um and they did a an okay job with it in the in the tv show but with the with the children of the forest and that was so magical and the white walkers in the in the um in the book are so different than the white walkers because they don't have the the king of the night king um, I, yeah, I just feel like there's, to me, it just seems more real than, than fantastical. Yeah.
0: But unfortunately they stopped developing Bran and his whole storyline as soon <laughs> as they killed off Hodor. So, so I don't, <laughs> I don't really know, uh, what's going on in his head at, at any time. Right. Um, so just became I mean, a
2: weirdo, like a total,
0: Yeah. Recluse. Total weirdo. And I mean, so I guess like, we can get over to this because you mentioned Bran. Um, you got chills when, when they selected him to be the King. Mm-hmm. I, I was very confused. Um, <laughs> <laughs> not going to lie. Like, I mean, maybe cause I, I had my, my chips on Sansa the whole time. Um, mm. I just, I just wasn't expecting it. And I mean, I guess that's kind of what I should hope for, right. For them to subvert my expectations. I just, it didn't, it came out of left field for me. And, um, partially, like I just said, that I, I feel like brand has been so under underutilized for so long that, um, I just think that, especially in the books, this is going to be so much more interesting because brand is a p- point of view character. We're going to get inside his head and, uh-huh. and all of his, uh, not necessarily even his motivations, but just like his purpose and, and knowing that his, uh, end goal was to be there and like like his his line of like well i'm here duh like this is yeah. why i made it here <laughs> um aj what what was your reaction to to brand being crowned the king
1: i was uh cautiously optimistic uh I, yeah i was like oh okay uh ooh uh but then i talked to uh, my brother ryan sherman that's uh, my name is aj sherman <laughs> but uh my brother ryan this uh this morning and we were kind of talking about it, and and it makes a lot of sense. You know, Bran represents kind of like the elves in, like, Lord of the Rings, like kind of mm-hmm. this older generation, this older knowledge and understanding of the world that is a little bit more mystical and, you know, metaphysical than the regular people are at the day-to-day, and that, uh, by extension... You know, because of brand's ability to see the green side backwards and forwards, like he knows how to rebuild. He knows exactly how to put things back together in a way that's gonna function into the future. So I think that it was kind of interesting to go this way. I didn't think it was gonna end so optimistic. I really I I could have seen somebody else taking over who was like set up to fail or like was nefarious in their comeuppances, you know, I didn't necessarily think it was going to end on such a uh, really high note epilogue, returning exactly to form. I think Pat Noswell tweeted that it was like the most. Uh, you know, high compliment that the the show people, you know, the the people the people in the small council were discussing things like, you know, uh, you know, waste management and you know, movement and things and things to get the city going for the small people and making them, you know, their lives good again because they've been shocked and shattered throughout this whole process and that like this is the actual, you know, continuation of the the six kingdoms now, if it were. But I don't know. i I think that it it uh, it definitely gives them room to you know you know fix things and make things good again. It, it may not have been how I would have done it, but maybe they'll uh, you know we'll see what happens, you know you know throughout time. You know, does Brand know that at this moment that he's gonna be beheaded or killed by somebody at some point in the future? like does he know that like just going into entering this ability? Uh, but I don't know. I, I thought his, the whole nomination process was very funny. I loved uh, uh, the Tully guy.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Sansa's
2: shutting him down. That was so good.
0: <laughs> Uncle, please just sit down now. <laughs>
1: no, not for you. Um, I liked that whole meeting. I thought that was a pretty fun little uh, return back to uh, season seven, which is where they have that first meeting in the Dragon Pit. Uh, it was, it was super cool to get, you know, every kind of see everybody back in their, you know, new uniforms (laughs) and, uh, you know, kind of seeing where the next step was going to go. Um, I, I, I don't know. I would have liked to have seen the gray worm John Snow fight. That would have maybe been cool. Uh, but you know, the way that they deal deal with John just make, it just breaks my heart. So like Mm -hmm. that part kind of redeems, you know, the high note of Bran. Mm. Um and by that I mean you know I mean we can kind of get into it.
0: I've one other quick thing to say about about Bran and, and um I just feel that while Bran is is the king I feel like he's mostly just a figurehead in that uh obviously he appoints Tyrion to be his hand and, and basically Tyrion is going to be running the kingdom at this yeah. point and and you know for better or for worse that's you know he he started on his path to get there and he was up and down up and down and so this is where he is um it also just seems kind of maybe dangerous to me to have this character brand, uh the one that you were trying to protect from the night king uh, a few episodes back the one that carries all the memory of the of westeros as your figurehead um eventually imagine some point they're gonna have to pass that memory down or Bran will have to find a new three-eyed raven and they will... Like Maybe maybe there's like a, a four-year cycle of elections that will come up and maybe they'll just phase him out pretty quickly but it just seems to me like maybe not the best thing because like you were saying, AJ, they, they could overthrow him and then, then what? Then they, they've lost all that memory.
2: Well, I think the whole point with having these elections and not making it uh, f- family, not doing nepotism... That I I think it 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 breaks the somebody overthrowing him if he's not doing a good job they're gonna vote him out that's mm. like the whole that's how I see it
1: oh, I hope that so. sounds good maybe there's somebody in there who would pull like a twenty fifth amendment you know who'd be who'd have the balls to stand up to a tyrant <laughs> you know somebody in there would 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 think about what a, what a tremendous idea Jenna um, <laughs> okay uh, listen. Uh, that small council scene, I think, was super cool. I liked it. So I guess Brienne is Kingsguard. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That was
0: cool. Uh, I, I loved her writing in in the book about Jamie. That was yeah. great. What does she write? What does she say? Um, ultimately, it's uh, the last line before before that was uh, he he killed uh, King Arrys. He served for Joffrey. He served for for King Tommen, and then that was it. And so. Brian tells the story of um, serving for Catelyn Stark and you know swearing to to protect her her children and um, and it goes on to everything about fighting against the Night King and and all the his heroics throughout the 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 entire show and the last line that she writes is he died protecting his queen. Oh, so I didn't
2: see that line. Yeah, that's really that's special.
0: It's really great and like. For better or for worse, the way that they took their their arc, um, I think it was really fitting for her to to have something like that. The only other thing that um, my wife Megan mentioned was it would have been nice if she had flipped and seen a page of of her name in there that like yeah. J- Jamie had gotten to write in there at some point. But the, the the way that they lined it up, it never would have worked out um, because she already got her her big moment of being knighted. I think that was um, the honor she needed there. Um okay, what else should we we should talk about Jon Snow cuz AJ you were alluding to it before um his basically his exile to the Night's Watch which again like he says we still have one of those um but I think
2: Then he also says screw you, I'm going with the wildlings.
0: Right, right. And I think Tyrion puts it in a, in a good way that it's like it's not necessarily the Night's Watch of old, um, where they were guarding against the White Walkers and the Wildlings, it's really just a place to put rapists and murderers and, and people that they don't want to have in society and just banish them. It's kind of the way I took it.
2: Yeah, but he's not there. He went with the White. I, I right. thought that he like was like, I'm, I'm going with the people that I feel the most comfortable oh, with the Wildlings, and I'm, I'm going to their home. Definitely
0: definitely
1: he's, t- he's going to become the new Mance raider yeah i gotta talk to Mance raider <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah I, I mean i i think it's uh, what i was just alluding to was not this the fact that he was going there but just the fact that there was oh, a night's nice yeah. watch at all yeah. um but yeah i mean john going uh basically to live in the north um was something that maybe we talked about a few weeks ago um when when he uh said goodbye to Tormund and Ghost, which was, you know, a, you know, pet your well, dog for everybody. <laughs> yeah. But obviously they, they resolve that now and he's, he's buddy, buddy with, with Ghost again, but yeah, it, Tormund points it out and says, you'd probably be a lot happier being free and living up here. And that's ultimately where, where he goes. Um, I, I, it's interesting to me. I don't really get it yet. I mean, I, I like the shot of, um, a sprout coming through the snow. I think that was cool, especially knowing oh, that. Oh, I didn't the... see that. Yeah, so they walk beyond the wall. Um, yeah. And as they're they're going, you see just a little leaf come through the snow, at, uh, beyond the wall. And obviously, there's the trees later. But I, I think you know the last book being called a Dream of Spring. That's very poetic. But I just don't understand like that shot of him and all the wildlings and all the children going into the forest. Like, what? What is? What are they trying to?
2: They're going home. Yeah. my My parents actually. My mother explained this to me. She's like, okay. he, "He was. He, they're. He's going with them, and they're they're going back to their homes to see what's left of their homes and to rebuild the life that they they're they're the true Northerners, you know. They they don't belong in Westeros, and they mm. want to be home. They want to go back to the their people or the people that they are.
0: I hear you. I, I guess it, it. I was not expecting that to be the last shot of the series, though.
2: Agreed. 100%.
1: Yeah, but then it opens up the north for, like, cool new things. I don't know. Okay, so, speaking of people's last shots, so Arya is now, you know, on this... The
2: world adventurer.
1: And she's kind of setting out kind of in a way that, like, you know, Frodo and Gandalf, you know, they all have to kind <laughs> of go away. That was uh, it. You know they're um, you know sailing towards uh, you know sailing west. Uh, I personally I I like this, uh, but it made me very it made me very sad. And I hope that you know she has good tidings, and you know is out there swashbuckling and and being awesome. I guess she's the new you know you're on Greyjoy. There's no more pirates in the world. She can go and kind of take over. What did you think of? the wrapping up of Arya's arc from the entire episode, how she kind of talks to John. And what did you
0: think, Frank? No. What did you think, Jenna?
2: <laughs> <laughs> you, don't, you don't want to answer this. No, uh, no I, w-
0: I will, but I want to hear your thoughts first.
2: So I, I was sad she didn't get to kill Danny. Um, no. I wish she would have, you know, killed the third. I wish she would have killed the, the green eyes. Um, and I wish we would have seen more of her skills, truthfully. Um, she is, like, the greatest marksman in Westeros. Even from the first scene of the first episode, they show her shooting the arrow. or Right, it was shooting an arrow? Yeah. Um, and she hit it right on the head. Like, this was who she was. And I... I she's young, obviously, and she doesn't, like, compare to the Hound. Um, she didn't have the... I mean, he. we even saw when the fires happened that he like froze up and you know she still has a lot to learn I think that this is kind of like her her year abroad her her gap year <laughs> um, <laughs> and truth, I, I, like I wish I wish something would have happened when when Danny was destroying the city I, I wish that Aria didn't get stuck in it but they did that on purpose they wanted us to follow somebody and like I said before she's like she's everybody's woman girl she's the she we followed her path she's been she's had a, a much different storyline than everybody else she's left Westeros um which Danny it, it, uh, while well, Jorah all them left too but of the of the main original characters, she's one of the only ones who left um and I, I don't know her story felt a little too happy-go-lucky at the end
0: yeah, I I I hear you. And I I think I my complaint I think about last week was as we followed her through, you know, the second half of the episode her trying to escape, it just felt like her story wasn't going anywhere and then this this big uh shining moment where this horse comes to not necessarily rescue her, but it's there for her to get out of the city and then it's just like what else does she do this week? Like it just never yes she had a conversation with john that maybe influenced him in his decision but mm-hmm. her she was ending ended up being a supporting character to him and not necessarily having her own uh path but i i like her going off and exploring i think that's really cool um but uh and and maybe she had really had that change of heart when she had the, the conversation with the hound uh not to 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 kill again and you know, cuz it's not like she said something about oh I see a ki- I know a killer when I see one about Danny but she never said, oh I'm gonna go kill her like mm-hmm. I-, I think maybe at this point she it, you know uh, before that conversation or a year ago she would have been like, oh she's on my list now but I think she she's become a little bit more optimistic and she um, has decided to, to not put this vengeance on her soul and, and um, you know live for something else what do you think a j
1: yeah I think she's maybe going in a different route and you know she can go and start you know a whole new life in a new you know school for faceless people and in a new part of the world yeah it'd be uh, nice if
0: they did more with that
1: <laughs> yeah i I yeah uh, okay um other people we should uh mention sir Podrick. Uh,
0: sure pod. oh <laughs> I love that council. That that's a it's a really good group.
1: Yeah, you got Sam, who's a maester, called it. Also yeah. called it that he's gonna write the Song of Ice and Fire.
2: He uh, helped. It. He helped with the design. He didn't write it. Somebody else wrote it.
0: So who wrote it?
2: They said he said blah blah blah, wrote it, but I helped him with the artwork
0: or the title. I think he helped him with the title. Oh, calling it a Song of Ice and Fire, which okay, cute. I. Uh, uh, it's, uh, it's I feel so bad for Tyrion. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it,
1: that, that part that was a good little bit. Um, yeah, we got Arya, we got Sansa. Yeah, I listen. I I loved her. I think she had the probably the most complete arc of anybody Sansa? in the whole show. Yeah. Yes. Um, where you really see her from a little girl growing up and kind of you know becoming this fantastic leader. Uh. You know, brand the broken. Why did we get? Come on, can we do it better? I don't like this?
2: it. Yep, nope, don't like that one.
1: Uh, what about um, uh, Grayworm sending sailing to Noth? So that's, cool. That's
0: great. I'm I'm glad that he's doing that. But you know, at this point, I I can't be sympathetic for Grayworm. Like they yeah. they they. I know he was only doing his duty in serving Daenerys, but like. But I guess that's what the show is. It's messy, right? Like, you, but also you know, he always
2: like, served. That's yeah. who he was. Yeah. He he had no. He always served. He was he was trained to serve.
0: <sighs> yeah, I don't know. I I think. So and does anybody have any
1: problem like with the? I think we've talked uh, pretty much covered the whole plot of it. You know, there's so much else to cover that we'll find. You know, later on in other discussions throughout time, but like I think maybe if now we're gonna try to summarize, like, do you guys like looking back on this show? You know, I'm just gonna read some names here. Uh, do you think Ned Stark, Catelyn Stark, Rob Stark, the dumb brother Stark, Hodor, called Drogo, Littlefinger. The Scary Carth Guy, Joffrey Baratheon, Robert Baratheon, Marjorie Terrell, Queen of Thorns, <laughs> Renly Baratheon, Jorah Mormont, Varys, Lyanna Mormont, Jaime Lannister, Cersei Lannister, Sandor Clegane, Scary Mountain Clegane, Meister Kyburn, Eamon Targaryen, all the dudes at Castle Black, uh, Ramsay Bolton, Roose Bolton, uh, Shea, remember Shay? Uh Tyrion <laughs> Lannister, the Dornish people, uh, Filch, but not Filch, the Red Wedding guy. <laughs> <laughs> and my favorite character for so long until he killed the little girl, Shereen Stannis. I love Stannis. Uh, do you think it's all worth it? Like, I mean, <sighs> at the end of the day, so many people died in this show. So much, the drama always kind of outweighed the spectacle. Is, I mean, what do you guys think? Is is this a great show? Is this it? Is this the greatest show of all time? No? No. What are you what is what's your favorite show, Jenna?
0: If I may ask,
2: come back to me. Okay, fair
0: enough. (laughs) Thanks. Well, so I mean, I think again, most most great stories it's about that journey, right? Not necessarily about the destination and um, the the fact that all these players were involved and uh, vying for the. I mean, this show is a Game of Thrones. It's uh, who. Who's going to get the power and everything, and this wheel that's turning and turning and turning. And, you know, Davos says it at the end there it's like, we've had enough of this. I, I think it, it was interesting and compelling to watch all along the way. And, like, because in the end, could we have predicted this? Like, back in season one, no. Like, but along the way, it just kept going. Um, And all these, all those characters were so well-developed and very interesting to watch and sad to see go. And, uh, even the ones this season, like maybe they didn't develop them as uh, their, the end story as much as they should have. But, um, is it the best show of all time? Probably not. But I, I mean, it, it captured our attention for so long and the past like six weeks, I've just like my my brain has been melted. Like there's just so many theories back and forth, and everybody talks about it constantly. And I don't think we'll have something like like this ever again. Like that this sort of level. I mean, 19 million people watched it last night. It's
1: yeah, that's crazy. That's, that's crazy. Up, yeah, that's back to a time when older. That's older time. You know. Uh Jenna, do you think that like does is it be that that this show like there's so many other great shows that are out there there's like mad men there's breaking bad mm-hmm. there's all these different shows sopranos you know other other comedic shows friends you know big bang theory is just ending this week uh or last week or whatever it ended up sorry i don't really care i ever watched
0: that show it was last week yeah.
1: uh anyway like do you think there's something about this show and it's like escapism that helps it like break through or or like uh you know, where do where does TV go from here? Like do we have to look at some kind of fantasy or crazy lens in order for it to be interesting? Can a show that's like a like surly dramatic be there? I don't know. There's a whole bunch of questions in there.
2: Yeah. Um, I think there are definitely shows now that do a great job at providing something different than than maybe that we've seen. I just watched Sex Education. Um, which I thought was written fantastic. It was fantastic. Um, and it reminded me of, I can't remember the movie, but it was with, um, Rory Culkin, Macaulay Culkin's younger brother. And he actually plays a therapist in a, in a high school. Um, and things like the OA, like I thought that was such a great show. Um, I haven't watched season two yet because the whole season is the whole thing is high anxiety. Um, and there are other shows that do a really good job at reality things like Insecure is an unbelievable show. Um, I don't know why Game of Thrones was so big. I think the hype around the books really helped. And then I think because of the people who were so invested in the books and then started watching that it then pulled in other people. Cause there are tons of people that watch this that will never pick up a book. They're not going to read the books. They're not into, um, fan to descriptive fantasy like this um, where it's just pages and pages of, um, sentences that are just filled with, with fluff, because that's what these kind of books are. Um, I think people have tried, I mean, Harry Potter, not a TV series, but I think Harry Potter is probably the closest that I can get. We're also in a different age where the, 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 the information that can be shared is much more fluid. Um,
1: do you think that there's something about the fact that this show's like, it's like adult content, you know, like, yeah. it's yeah, not, it's awesome. not, it's not for kids, you know, like that's kind of something. I, I think that this, that kind of separates this show from many other things. Like you could take a kid to see star Wars. You could take a kid to see Lord of the Rings. I don't think you could let like a 10 or an 11 year old kid just like full on watch this show. There's just too much content in there. That's just not, they're not prepared to handle. It's not ready for their fragile young minds. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I, I'm I'm hopeful that this show inspires other shows to take chances and to play with the audience expectation and to, uh, you know, kind of uh, j- take joy in the internet uproar that happens every week. And I think that that's a new thing that shows didn't necessarily have to to go with. Like, imagine if... The Seinfeld episode where, yeah. you know, they do the masturbation thing happened online with Twitter today, like people would be flipping out. The gay, uh, uh, not that there's anything wrong with that episode, like people would be flipping out online, and I think that now it's such a different time to have a show where it's a community experience. Like if the audience reaction really does matter and it really does drive people. So I do want to say this, and I know that this is always my crazy Warner Brothers conspiracy theories. <laughs> that, like, as easy as we're to say that, uh, you know, the writers, you know, here and there are to blame. Like, these shows are our products that are decided and you know weighted based on their financial benefit in a boardroom by a whole bunch of powerful <laughs> rich people. And up until long, not too long ago, Steve Mnuchin. Uh, you know, so like these guys, like they they make the decisions. And I think that before we go blaming Benioff and Weiss and cursing what they've done here and, you know, calling their new Star Wars screwed before it's even here, I, I think that they did something amazing. And I, and I think that this when we look back on it all, when we take more time and we get to kind of experience, you know, the one 2 punch that's going to be episode five and six on the rewatch going back and seeing the long storylines that have played out over the, you know, the entire expanse of this show. Uh, I, I, think, I think it's awesome and I'm so glad to have been a part of it and to have gotten to share my thoughts with, uh, you know, you guys, my friends and, and, and people who have wanted to share thoughts with us. That's fun. That's, that's inspiring a new thing. This show kind of created that in a way, the red wedding, even in itself. The meta conversation of it all. Yeah. Anybody but, still there? Yeah, yeah. we're here. <laughs> we're,
0: we're just, we're taking it in, man. It's, you're, you're 100% right. I mean, I don't know if, if we're going to have, I mean, you're right that there are so many shows that what would it have been like if they were in, a part of today's culture? Um, I just, I do hope that the, the other creators are out there thinking about how they can grab people's attention. I mean, to a lesser extent, like season one of Westworld was doing that and people were, had their theories and it was going crazy, but um, not everything has the same legs. And they, 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 I mean, stranger things, same thing. Like I, even, even to the point where it's like, okay, even if you have to binge watch a full season, like there's, it's still going to spit, spin out and have theories and theories, but I don't know. I think there's also something to be said that um, of the source material, you know, something that this is a
1: real, a real book by a real guy who had these thoughts.
2: Yeah. And um, I don't know if you guys watch the coming attractions or the post attractions. So my, this actually showed up after the show played and for my mother, it actually showed up before Um, his dark materials, which is written by Philip Roth, It's the golden compass books. Um, Right. Which, um, little backstory, uh, The Golden Compass was a movie, and then uh, the, ne- the two other books were never created, and it's because the Vatican actually said that they weren't allowed to create the two books because of how bad um, it made the, the church look, um, which is crazy, because the Vatican yeah, actually crazy. runs a lot of stuff in the world. Um, wow. Wow. But it's now a mini series and not a mini series, it's now a series on HBO. and it would not have been possible if these books were not written um, were not produced. Also, um, there's a book called The King Slayer um, or a series called The King Slayer. I can't remember the writer. Um, and he wrote two books and there's we're, we're, we've been waiting for the last book for a really long time, but he wrote other projects. And also Lynn Manuel, who's in his dark the- uh, his dark, whatever I just called the series, um, he's all, he, he, He's writing that with the writer to make it into movies. So I, I don't think that these things would have happened if Game of Thrones didn't happen as, as a series that it did. And I'm sure you guys know this, but Game of Thrones, he was originally approached to do it as movies and he said no and he waited for it to be a Yeah, he
0: a did series. the right thing. He did the right thing.
2: Yes. There's no way this adjusted. could have been a movie. No way it would have needed eight movies to, to do it. And it, I don't think it would have not, cinematically, not cinematically it might've been better. Um, but Ima- I
1: imagine a universe in which it's, there's a Marvel TV show that's game of Thrones yeah. and there's game of Thrones movies. Yeah. Like that's a crazy world. Yeah. And, and those movies could really build on the spectacle and what it is. But, I think it, it, again, like this is my takeaway from it that this, this this show is always drama over spectacle. The end scene with John and Danny is small and quiet. The scenes of them in the dragon's pit are relatively small and quiet. Like they, this show only could have happened in this way. And like it's funny to see the little changes they made as they went along. You know, like uh, recasting different people here and there. <laughs> you know. People that came and go, different things that you have in a, on a TV show. Different, you know, writers came and left. It, also, imagine if this show had come out maybe five years earlier, in the middle of the writer's strike. Like this show benefited from such an amazing period in TV, where we went from you need, you know, not only do you need to have an HBO subscription, but you have to have a cable box to full-fledged paying on your own HBO Go subscriptions. Mm-hmm people downloading it and watching it remotely all over the world at the same time, uh, except for me. <laughs> uh, <Right. laughs> uh, but ultimately like it's, it, 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 be, it, it transcended and, um, Hey, it, what a, what a cool time that now we're going to be able to deep dive in deeper and kind of unearth the little hidden treats that are other than, you know, plastic and
0: <laughs> coffee cups. Yeah. Um, oh but man. yeah, I mean, it, it is really sad to see it go. Um, sad. It, it, you were talking about the HBO execs and everything before. It's still, I don't understand. It's it's so big. Like it could have gone on. They could have had at least ten episodes each season here and and, and fleshed it out more. But they they streamlined it. Um, but you know, we are we're gonna get more. There's gonna be other spin-offs, prequels, something um the other books eventually hopefully will finish um but i don't know will we ever know the the legacy of these characters uh in the future will there be a you know a, a show or a book series that takes place long down along the line i i was hoping for a, a brief time jump there at the end like just to the way that they
1: left it off seems to me very sequel trilogy Ah. It does. Like the, it doesn't end, it. Do, it just, it seems like, it doesn't seem like Return of the Jedi. A return, or I'm sorry that we're heavy references here, everybody, folks, but a Return of the Jedi, Return Some of the of King even. Star
2: Trek um, people here. Just have to lay that
1: down.
0: Okay, so then. It, <laughs> but it, it, Star it Trek seems, doesn't end either. Like
1: they, they uh, no, just kept going. No, but, it, <laughs> but, it, but it does kind of end. Like Star Trek V, when the, all the people leave the, the series, the last time that cast was together, similar to Avengers. Like they had all the signatures and then they go out. Uh, But, you know, you need a kind of a, I think that you needed a scene on Endor. You need a scene, you know, where we're, you know, the, 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 you know, things are being changed and we see the changes being implemented across the Shire, you know, like that you don't really have that. Uh, And I don't know. I'm, I'm I'm thrilled. I hope that there's a lot of fun footage that we get to see. I hope that there's a big box set you can get. I hope that there is going to be a, uh, a new fandom for these shows in the aftermath that there's fun ways to dig deeper and learn. I'm excited to watch that uh, documentary next week. Um, they're going to air uh, mm-hmm. for Memorial day. I don't know. I'm, I'm excited to maintain being a game of Thrones fan. I, I remember getting the tap and starting to watch the show, and I—I'm sure I will watch it again. <laughs> yeah, Frank, what are you most excited about? To like, you know, what do you? What did you have dreams about last night in your Game of Thrones dreams?
0: <laughs> what was uh, your
1: big takeaway?
0: I—I uh, I don't know if I had necessarily Game of Thrones dreams, but I—I I, I think I mean I was satisfied. I was. I felt like a lot of the things I was hoping for happened. Um, and, and the ending that we got was mostly what I was expecting. And I haven't really you know, dove into the, the theories or, or what the internet is saying, but I, obviously people have been upset all series season. So um, to me, it, it sounds like there are a lot of people that are upset. And that was really what I was trying to get the pulse on. Um, and so to me, I, I felt satisfied, but knowing that a lot of the other people weren't, um, I'm curious about that. Um, what more they could have wanted, or what differences they would have made. Um, but
2: I think there's going to be a lot, a lot of fan theory, like a lot of written fan theory that's going to come out of this.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, my friend's mom already wrote a whole, a whole rewrite of the last episode.
0: Wow. Um, fanfic.
2: Yeah, fan fiction. Yep. Oh, I man. Think I think that's going to happen. Um, I, I, it's obviously probably happening now, but I think that it's going to happen even more. And I, again, they never have given us what we wanted. This show has never given us what we thought was going to happen. So what we thought was going to happen in the end didn't happen because they were, that's not what they do. That's not what Game of Thrones is.
0: It's, it's not. It's not. And I, I think there is something kind of, Interesting and poetic about everyone going their separate ways, and you know, even Drogon, right? Like the last mm-hmm. dragon is going to be this legend a- across of uh, Westeros and Essos. Like, well, maybe they saw this dragon that you know, the and and John being the last Targaryen, the last dragon going going off and doing his own thing. Um Yeah, Can I would love to, to
2: Drogon, Drogon for one second. Please
0: do. Yes, so
2: I thought that him burning the Iron Throne was to show, like, really breaking the cycle, right? That, that there, there's nothing left of this. It's gone. Yeah. Somebody else said that it was because he couldn't shoot fire at Jon, so he shot fire at the chair. Like, he yeah. wouldn't shoot another Targaryen. Like, what What are your thoughts, either one of you, what are your thoughts on... on uh, on the, the the throne. I thought it was, I thought it was pretty symbolic, but. Yeah. I,
0: I, it's a little bit of both, right? Like, I think there's, because like, there was a moment where I was like, oh, maybe he, he's going to try to light, light Jon on fire and Jon's not going to burn because he's a Targaryen. Right. But,
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, I think, yeah, he maybe maybe Drogon has more feelings and more in touch with things that we really can give him credit for. And that, Maybe he felt that the uh, the this really needed to end, and it, his mother brought this upon them, and, mm-hmm. and that um, destroying the Iron Throne is this this symbol. Um, I I don't think it was necessarily like oh I, I'm he was doing it accidentally. I think it was very purposeful.
1: I. I uh... It's interesting that, like, the dragons, like, the Targaryens who rode on these dragons and used them, like, kind of, like, built the city on dragons. We built this city on dragons and rock and roll. And uh, <laughs> then, ultimately, like, this dragon is just, like, they destroyed it. So I thought that was kind of what it was about, that, like, the dragons are, like, didn't the dragons fuse the, the swords together at some point? Or, like, isn't that how it was made? I think
2: uh, something That like could
1: be that. wrong. So, like, that ult- by ultimately by destroying it in this way, you know, similar to the ring of power, that, you know, it can only be made one way, it can only be destroyed one way.
0: Just and like the, the Night why. King. Song
1: of yeah. Ice and Fire. Ugh. That, yeah. Oh, there you boy. Go. I mean... Yeah. uh, I mean, it's still cool that, like, she, like, jumped out of the sky to, like, to stab him. I mean... Like, that was still very exciting. <laughs> you know, the like... most
2: at, exciting part of the...
1: But we have to remember that. Like, she flew... Like, she is the ultimate... You're right. She's the ultimate marksman killer. Like, she saved the day, you know? Arya... In, in some ways, like, each Stark kind of, you know, re-won their own little purpose. You know what I mean? Like, Sansa, you know, is queen in the north. Jon Snow kind of liberated, like, the free people. Arya kind of, you know, liberated, like, the assassin people, like, that they can play a larger role in, you know, this the big epic story of it all. You know, Bran is going to be the king. Like, they all kind of upset their own expectations, you know? Like, they all, despite their problems, despite, you know, all of these things, they still did it. They're still in charge.
2: I also, I predicted that the Starks would be, that it, it started with the Starks and it was going to end with the Starks. The series, not. That it had to, that that part had to come home. Yeah. And I felt like, I mean, obviously they did, but no one else really talked about that. And I, I felt like they, the Starks are, are, are who the whole things about about, right and so and Tyrion, we can throw him in because the the theories are is that he is the protagonist of the of the of the series um but that it it had to come back to them and it had to be about the living starks um because we kind of lost our way a little kind of lost ourselves along the way and we had to bring it back in yeah and bring it back to our home people
0: yeah and i think that's one of the challenges with a show this big and 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 the books and, and this is something i love about the books is that you get the point of view characters and so many of them like versus something like harry potter where it's only harry my wife and i have been she's been reading rereading those books and we have been re-watching those movies too and so there's a lot of big differences there and, and mm-hmm. we're like oh man i wish we knew more about these characters like on the side in the harry potter universe and you know we're never going to get that but like something to the detriment of Game of Thrones is that you don't have that sort of linear focus sometimes and that you bring in so many characters and you're like, well, who are the ones that we're really supposed to care about? And um, yeah, I I think you're right um, that it really was about the Starks. It started with them. You know, Ned was such a a huge important player in the beginning um, that it, it was, it was nice to end with them and see their, their journey and come, come full circle in a lot of ways and and i would love to look back and and read about some of the uh easter eggs and callbacks because there were a ton that felt hearkening back to the early seasons as well in this episode so um
1: yeah i mean it ended with the same pretty much shot like the first shot of the whole series is a couple of guys walking through the wall like that's what happens at the end of this at Mm -hmm. the end of the last episode you know like they're It all rhymed. I loved. I loved how they incorporated the different things and the different elements. Like they, they really did a nice way of, you know, bringing you back to all these, you know, nostalgic pieces. Like these different experiences that we've all been along. them walking beyond the wall, man, going into... I mean, Jon Snow is going to be, like, free. Also, is Jon Snow immortal? Like, can Jon Snow die? Like, I mean, I know he can be killed, like, anyway, but, like, if nobody, like, killed him, does he just, like, live forever?
2: No, because Beric wouldn't have lived forever. And he was brought back to life, what, 25 times? 15? Okay. So, like, What's so, hot? all right.
0: <laughs> I, but that was the other thing that I, I felt, like, wasn't... Uh... It was one of my theories, like, going in. It's like, oh, well, John has has a singular purpose. And I was, like, even thinking once he killed Daenerys, like, somebody is going to kill him or he's going to die from something. But it, he's just going off and living his own thing because, like, his, pur- his purpose is fulfilled. But I guess the, the Lord of Light doesn't work that way. He doesn't take it away. <laughs> <laughs> The Lord of Light
1: is fickle, man. <laughs> and and then you got fucking shitty Gandalf, Melisandra. I mean, I, I don't know. She, I wish that she gave us more info as to what happens after, you know? Like, nobody really said what happens, you know, after in, like, the long, you know, pr- prophetical, you know, sense of the, like, what's the new prophecy? <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Like, what do we do now? Like, are we eschewing prophecy? Are we moving away from that? here's my main question is a song of ice of ice and fire uh, a constitution a bible or is it a origin story
0: in in their universe yeah i i think it's just a book it's just a story
2: but i think it's a retelling right it's a it's 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 like canterbury or um oh man who's who's the one who wrote the greek history um it's like one of those, you know, it, it it's 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 stories heard from other people and they made it into this story.
0: Yeah, I I agree. And I think it, it's it's telling that, like, somebody wrote it and leaves Tyrion out when he's like such an important player. It's just like they they take the bits that they want to put in there and the bits that they don't. And we don't even know. Maybe they don't say a whole lot about the the dead because they didn't really think they were a threat in the first place. Um, it's, I don't know. I honestly, I think we could do a whole episode on prophecies, uh, magic and, and other lore and, and other fan theories that we had long going along the way that weren't fulfilled or, or, uh, are still left hanging and that we would love more information about. I just, I think we're going to get a lot more of that in the books, um, and that they had to really streamline it um and so speaking of streamlining i love you both this has been such a fun night conversing about game of thrones um but we are running a little long and i there's just so much to talk about i would love your like final feedback do you was this a a, a successful end to this the show into the season jenna like was this what you were hoping for or, or were you are you still feel left in wanting more
2: i'm 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 ambivalent. I feel like I want a little more, but I also feel like it was as a I think people wanted an unperfect ending, and because of how unperfect the whole series was that this was such a perfect ending that it it feels wrong. But I think they did a I think they did a great job. We know that there was no books for them to follow, and that's why one through six were great because there were books. And I. I I'm not disappointed I'm 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 interested to see how the books go um and I also think that the the prequel stories that will be the tv series that we yeah. will see will I think that will provide flavor and depth that maybe will explain things that have happened that have happened in the in the, the series yeah, yeah in the future <laughs> of the in the future of the past what in the um, future
0: of the show we just watched yeah oh yeah yeah yes, yeah. yes.
2: Are, or in the current time of the show, like why certain things happened, um, and I, I don't think people should be disappointed because if they read the books, they can make their own, then they can re- make their own joy out of it, and you pull different things from the books that you would from the TV show because the TV show, just like in Harry Potter, dictates where you where you should go, and in the in the books, I think we have a different relationship with the characters.
1: That's true. Yeah. That's right because it's 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 so fundamentally different the the way that the books, you know, take you to the different point of views of who is gets a point of view who doesn't get a point of view. Uh, what parts all these... you
2: skip over because it just keeps going.
1: Right. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Um, I uh, I think that this was the end that we needed, but not that we deserved. I think that you know we had. There's no kind of there's no good ending, you know. There's no real way to, to kind of put a button on anything that's going to make everybody happy. But I think that they did it in a way that it it shows you, you know, the how the prophecy and how different things kind of you know all came to an end. That it really wasn't about you know the uh, the struggle just to sit on this fucking chair. That it's really about you know what it means to lead and what people need to lead in the best way and how we can all kind of benefit going forward. I'm 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 in on this. I think it'll be great in the rewatch. I think it'll be great as more theories come out. Um I think it'll be interesting to see what some of the longer narrative, you know, pieces will come out about. Like it, it's always interesting to see different fan fictions and fan connections and then other people who bring it to the next. I love the the guys, I think it was even the Joint Commission, the nuclear people, who came out talking about how the dragons were similar to nuclear weapons. Like they, they've had really great, you know. And there's tons of other ones. Uh, pick your, pick your own theory at best. Frank, did you like this ending? Are, are you cool with it? Are, are you gonna be okay, buddy?
0: Yeah, I, sounded, I'm cool. You sounded with
1: it. a little bleak on this. On the other end over there.
0: No, no, no. I, am very cool with it. I, I feel. Like I said, I, I, my expectations were met in a lot of ways. It's just maybe why I'm, I'm a little bit more quiet. I just, uh, I feel satisfied. Um, I, I think it'll be interesting to see, um, where this, this stands in, in the universe of like, you know, episode, uh, endings for, for TV shows, you know, when there's like, Oh, these amazing shows that ended so great. And then these amazing shows that ended so bad and, um because because people are so loud and talking about this now i I think we need to see have the dust settle uh before there's really true judgment on on where it 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 really lands and obviously it's going to be different for everybody um and it is that way for other shows too and and then once the books come out it'll shed new light on it um so yeah and i i I look forward to rewatching this season and the show altogether at some point I already did that once this year so I probably won't do it again yet um, but yeah I, I it's sad to see it go like so many things that we love are, are coming to an end this year we had uh, Avengers a few weeks ago Star Wars episode 9 later on um, I, I have a whole I'm teasing something else here that I may be doing we've got x-men uh, the, the old Fox franchise. Coming oh, to an end man. Too. So like, it's just, it, it's yeah. end of an era, 2019. So, um, we're growing up, man. Wait,
2: we... I have, Guys, I have a star Trek reference,
0: please. Oh, please.
2: Cause I just saw the DS nine documentary. Um, and that like DS nine was a sleeper. Um, yeah. and that it really, it really picked up, um, I mean, I actually watched it. Like, my family was a diehard Star Trek fan. We watched every single TNG. We watched DS9. We watched Voyager, and we gave up on Enterprise. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, And then, and then the one that's on CBS Access. Like, I'm like, Mom, what if I get it for seven days and you get it, and we just binge it the whole thing? And so, I think that this finale season might be a binger. I'm not a binger. It might be a um, a sleeper. I I think that. I think once we rewatch things, I, it, I think it'll become clear. Um, yeah. And that the, the younger generations will might see it a little differently because they're going to be looking back at the history that we are living in, um, which is very much, as you guys have talked about, related to the story and how close it is to what they're trying to put forth with power and with violence and with um, nuclear weapons. Yeah and all that kind of stuff. And I, I, I think it's going to be a different, I think they're going to look at it very differently than we do. Um, And I, I think that, I think it's going to be a sleeper. I think people are just going to, I think people are going to rewatch it and potentially maybe appreciate that like, again, Game of Thrones was the like Game of Thrones. It was not in your face. Mm-hmm. And people wanted, to, I think people wanted this to be in, in their faces. And that's not what we got because they yeah. never give us what we got. I think
0: a lot of people wanted someone sitting on that chair at the end, you know, and to me, it was never about that. It was the the process along the way. And I think it was so great to just kill it and get rid of it. You got to kill the past. Uh, And we're back to Star Wars. All right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Thank you both so much. Um, As always, uh, we are the long lost heroes podcast. You can find us online at info uh you can email us at info at net. you can find us online at longlostheroes.net facebook instagram and twitter at llh podcast jenna where can everybody find you
2: www.growinginjerseycity.com
0: and the socials associated with growing, growing. In jersey, jersey city
2: yeah um, in jersey city
0: Thank you so much for joining us tonight. AJ, thank you so much for coming back to the country and watching the end of Game of Thrones. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you don't have to thank anybody. It was an absolute joy. Jenna, thank you for coming on and hanging out. Uh, thank you
2: for having me. This uh, is, I haven't been on a podcast in a really long time, and I love this, so it's uh, so cool.
1: It was an absolute joy. Uh, take care, everybody. The night is dark and full of spoilers, and uh, we hope to... <laughs> Uh, see you, you know, back again uh, quietly. This is our 60th episode. Uh, Frank, good luck editing. Thank you, everybody.
0: All right, thanks so much. Good night.